0: hey 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 friends welcome back welcome back uh, listen on on today's episode I'm, I'm gonna focus mostly on talking to a liberal right I'm I'm conservative I am Republican most of you know that uh, by now who have listened to to my my show um, and I share more of a conservative view right on America on relations with other countries on religion on race on, on everything right? I share more of a conservative view. Now, it's interesting when you talk to a liberal, most of the time when you talk to a Democrat and you're a Republican, you can't even talk to him. Most of the time, it is very one-sided. It's very much, they say, it's either my way of thinking or no way of thinking, right? Because in America, what we have right now in America is we have this idea that if you are a Republican, you are a racist white man or woman, like that is what it is, right? That's that's the narrative that gets pushes, that gets pushed from the media. That's the narrative. And if you're on the left, you are a you're all about America and you're all about ending racism and making it better for people to live here in this country and 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 trying to help people and give people things, right? That's what the left is about. But that's not correct, right? That's wrong and studies statistics history shows that and for anybody who's democratic or liberal and they're listening to my show i'm not necessarily talking about say an average democrat right i'm not saying that hey there's not democrats that actually do care i'm not saying that right and i'm not saying that that there's not people on the right that aren't racist i'm not saying that either right i'm sure that there's people who are like oh i'm a republican and maybe they are racist i don't know right because i can't speak for the whole group okay um and there sure as hell, though, is people on the left that are for sure 100% uh, racist. And, and, and we can go back to history, right? You can just learn about history and know that, right? We can know that Joe Biden uh, co-wrote and signed the 1994 crime bill, right? Which incar- which incarcerated thousands upon thousands of black fathers and basically ruined the nuclear family for, for the, the black Americans uh, in this country, right? We, we know that, right? That's a fact, Right, you can go back. You can look it up. It's a fact. Right, um, it's a fact that Joe Biden said that he doesn't want his kids to go to school in a racial jungle. Right, that he didn't want to have this black and white together. He didn't want that. It's a fact. Right, a hundred percent a fact. It's a fact that Joe Biden called black Americans animals. That's a fact. That's what he said. Right, that's what Joe Biden said on um, on the floor. Of the house, right? That's what Joe Biden said, and that's a fact, right? You can look that up. It, this isn't an opinion. That is a fact. That is what he said. Okay, but when we when we talk to a liberal, when a conservative talks to a liberal, uh, a Democrat, the Democrat doesn't want to listen to their views. They don't want to listen to their point of view, to their opinion, right? The Democrat thinks that it's what they're saying is correct. Right. What they're saying is right. Right. That's what the Democrat wants. That's what liberals are about now. And listen, I'm not here to bash liberals, but I'm just stating facts. Right. Uh, My fiance has a family member who is a liberal, is a Democrat. And he constantly uh, puts down uh, me, puts down his his, you know, his family member, which is my fiance, because she's not because she's more conservative. Right. She's a Republican. She's more conservative. Um and so over the weekend, right, I had a chance where right, I spoke with a younger uh, liberal, right, a younger Democratic liberal individual, and it was a fine conversation. You know, we weren't arguing, we weren't shoving our, each other's views down down each other's throats, right? Now, listen, I'm going to be 32 this year. She she was a bit young; she's 19, um, and I think she's got a lot to learn uh, in this country. And I and I think you know, and that's okay, right? When you know, when I was 19, I didn't know shit, right? I didn't know shit. You know, I just was like, well, whatever. I'm just gonna go about my life. I'm 19 years old. I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna have a beer. Whatever, right? I didn't know shit, and I'm not saying that she, you know, this particular individual doesn't know shit, uh, but she is young, right? And there is a lot to learn uh, in this life. And as you get older, you learn things because you go through things. You go through things. OK, uh, but as I was speaking to her, you know, we, we talked about a bunch of different things. And like I said, it was a fine conversation, right? Um, there wasn't you know, there was things that I didn't agree on, right? Like abortion. I don't agree on abortion. I think that listen, not that I don't agree you shouldn't get an abortion, but I don't think you should just be able to get an abortion at any time in that pregnancy. You know, I think anywhere between 10 to 13 weeks, I think that's pretty reasonable to say, you know, OK, you can get an abortion up to 10 weeks or up to 13 weeks, right? If there's a heartbeat, um, I think that's messed up, right? I think that, you know, I don't think people understand. Like, they rip that child apart, okay? They're physically ripping the arms and the limbs off of that child, okay? So I don't think that you should just be able to get an abortion whenever you want. You know, you're freaking, I don't know, 50, you know you're know, you 20 weeks in, you just go, that's, that's disgusting, right? Um, and I understand with women, right? They say, it was my body, my choice, <clears throat> right? My body, my choice. And I get that. That's fine, right? That, you, you know, that you're carrying the child, right? It takes a man, though. To, I mean, it takes a man to make the child, and it takes a woman to carry that child and nurture that child, okay? Um, but that woman shouldn't just be able to decide the fate of that child at any point in time because once that child is at a, once it's at a certain week you know, in pregnancy, that's a human being that you're basically murdering in a very disgusting way. Okay, so we didn't agree on abortion, um, and that's pretty normal when you're talking to a liberal or you're talking to a Democrat. Uh, uh, they're all about having abortion whenever you want. You want to have an abortion a week before you're supposed to have your baby? Fine, we don't care. Rip that thing apart. Um, so we didn't agree on that, right? Um, you know, and and we we didn't necessarily agree on on a white privilege, right? We didn't agree on that particular subject, and that's fine, um, and. And, and I think when people say, well, you've had white privilege, well, how do you know what I've had, right? Have you lived my life? It, listen, it, it's as if – so if I look at an African-American or a black American in this country and I say, listen, you haven't had a hard life. You haven't. And he looks at me and goes, you haven't lived my life. How do you know that I've ha- I haven't had a hard life? And it goes the same when you start talking about this so-called white privilege, Um, you know, I think to to say for me and for me, for instance, if you look at me and you go, Well, you're a white man, you've had white privilege your whole life, right? You've you've been able to do things that other people haven't been able to do because you're white. Well, that's incorrect. Listen, I've had to bust my ass, right, folks? I've had to work so hard to get to a point in my life to be able to be where I'm at, right? And when it, when it comes to, you know, they, they say things like, well, you haven't, you, the, the law hasn't pulled a gun on you. Well, because I haven't done anything wrong, right? I'm, I'm not out doing things wrong. Here's the deal. If you commit a crime, you go to jail, you get in trouble for that. Okay. If you get pulled over from a cop and you got drugs in your car, you get arrested. That's how life works, right? That's how the law works. Okay. Um, if you have a gun in your hand and you pull that gun on a police officer, you're probably going to get shot. No matter what color you are, you're probably going to get shot, okay? So I haven't broken the law, right? I mean, sure, when I was a teenager, yeah, you break the law, you go out, you drink underage, and maybe you smoke a little a little little Mary Jane, right? But I never got caught, okay? I never got caught, okay? Because I was smart about it. But, But I've had to bust my ass, right, to get to where I'm at in life and where I want to be. I didn't get to where I'm at because I'm white right i didn't go and apply for a job and get the job because of the color of my skin i got the job because of what was on my resume right that's why i got the job i got the job because of my smarts because of what was on my resume and you know it's it's very much a prejudiced thing to say because you're white you just get whatever you want because you negate the fact of all the hard work that person may have had to have had to do to get to where they're at, right? It's like taking, say, uh, Tiger Woods, right? Say Kevin Hart, right? These are black American individuals who are very successful in this country, uh, have lots of money, right? Have have bountifuls of money, uh, living a good life, but they've busted their ass, right? Like you take Kevin Hart, and if you looked at Kevin Hart and you said, well, you are only where you're at in life because of the color of your skin, he'd be like, what? I've busted my ass. You're crazy, man. I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at, right? To be a great comedian, to be making all these movies, to be as funny as I am, and to make sure that my family and my friends and starting all these businesses are successful because I've busted my ass. And it goes the same for everybody, whether you're Asian, whether you're Hispanic, it doesn't matter what race, what color you are. Right? Most of the time, people have worked really, really hard to get to where they're at. Now, don't get me wrong, are there are are those are there those few individuals who maybe got a loan from their family or come down from a rich family? Absolutely. There is that. Okay. There absolutely is that in this country. But how is that their fault? Right? Like let's just say that my grandfather started a lumber company way back in I don't know, 1920. Right? And then my father took that lumber company over when my father was an adult in, say, 1965. right, And then now me and my brother run that lumber company in 2021 when we're adults. right. That doesn't mean that we're not working, and it doesn't mean that we've had everything handed to us. It means that our family has made good decisions and busted their ass to be able to hand down for generations wealth. Okay, that doesn't have anything to do with the color of our skin has nothing to do with the color of our skin What it has to do with is us working really really hard I think saying that somebody has white privilege. I think takes away from everything that person has worked for And I think it's a pretty disgusting thing to say now people can say Oh, it's not whatever, but I think it's a disgusting thing to say, right? I think it's a really disgusting thing to say because I could say oh, well, you know, I could see let's just say I see a black American right and he's got his pants sagging to to you know off his ass, and he's you know driving a crappy car, and he's living in a crappy house. And I could, if I looked at that individual, and I said, "Oh, he's probably a gangbanger. He's probably gets into a bunch of trouble. He's probably a low life." If I said those things, people would go, "Wow, you are so racist. You don't even know that person." Well, that goes the same for everyone else. It goes the same for everybody else, right? It's it's so interesting how you can say things about a white person and it's not racist, right? You can't be racist towards a white person. You can't be prejudiced towards a white person, and that's absolutely incorrect. You can one hundred percent be prejudiced towards a white person, right? Um, in talking to this individual over the weekend, right, she says to me, "I would rather go into a gas station full of Mexican and Black Americans." Um, in a bad area than go into a gas station full of white people. And I have super thick skin. uh, So for me, I I don't really care um, because I know who I am at my core. You know, I know who I am. I know that I've worked really, really hard to get to where I'm at. And I know that I'm a good person, right? And I know that my family are good people. But that is a prejudice thing to say. That is a racist thing to say to anybody, whether you're saying it to a Mexican-American, a Black American, an Asian-American, or a white American, right? That's a crazy thing to say. And what's interesting is when you talk to Democrats or liberals, they're always like, well, we need to end racism, right? We need to end racism, and we need to fight racism. But yet they're being racist, right? They're being racist towards a white person because of the color of their skin, right? Because way back in the day in history, it was that white people owned slaves when, in fact, history books obviously don't tell you, but rich people owned slaves, rich people, rich, okay, rich. We, we, you have to clarify that, that it wasn't just white people. It's not like just every single white person owned a slave, rich People owned slaves, okay. Rich people did, and there was rich Black Americans back in that day um, when there was slaves, right. And as a matter of fact, it was the Kente tribe—I think it was a Kente tribe out of Africa—who was selling the slaves to America. So th- this idea, right, that you can't be racist towards a white person—that's crazy, right—and that you you can't fight racism with racism. Right. So you can't do that. That's that's crazy. It's crazy to think that these individuals are trying to fight racism with racism. But and what's crazy about it is, listen, I'm a white conservative American. Right. I, I carry a firearm and I'm none of those things right i'm none of those things this idea that you can classify a conservative republican who voted for donald trump in 2020 uh as some sort of a racist hillbilly idiot is absolute and it's disgusting it's a disgusting way to think right because you don't know all these people you don't know all these people so i think it's a really disgusting way to think it's a, it is it's it's just a disgusting way to think um and and when we look at everything, and I've said this before, when you start looking at everything, right, you start looking at colleges and the news stations and, and just the richest people in the world, guess what party they give money to? Guess what party they vote for? Guess what party they sit on? That's the Democratic Party. Okay. So when we start talking about institutionalism, institutional racism, you know, systematic racism, when you start talking about these things. Okay. You're talking about a system that's, well, basically ran by Democrats. It's right. It is. It just, it's as simple as that. It's ran by Democrats. The major colleges, the major institutions are all ran by Democrats. Okay. And I I think that the, the crazy part about this is why are we looking at black Americans as if they can't do things? Why are we looking at black Americans as if they're not as smart? I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy because some of the most talented, wealthiest people are black Americans, right? When, when we look at this country, right? Like I've said, look, at I brought up Kevin Hart. You got to look at LeBron James, right? You, I, what is it? It's about 80, 85% of the NFL, 80 to 85% is black Americans. Okay. 98% of the NBA, 98 to 99% of the NBA, black Americans. Okay. You know, you talk about UFC fighters, you talk about boxers. This idea that somehow black Americans are held down, I listen. I think that in certain neighborhoods, like when you start talking about the south side of Chicago, sure, of course, there, there's some sort of something being held down. But it's not just black Americans that are living in these bad neighborhoods. You have, you know, Mexican Americans, you have white Americans, you have Asian Americans that are living in these bad neighborhoods that are being ran by the Democrats. They they are. And, that, and that's not an opinion that's not my opinion that is a fact you can look it up you can read about it you can you can find that's a fact it's a fact if you want change you have to change it at the local level okay changing it at at the at the federal level it's not going to do anything folks it's not going to do anything if you want to make change you have to change it at the local level okay you have to change it at the local level but listen, we're not talking about these things because we're too busy in this country um, trying to institution, trying to institute socialism, trying to institute communism, right? And these young individuals, they don't even know what socialism is. They have no idea what socialism is. They go, well, they go, well, we don't, you know, some socialism, we, go, we already have some socialism, right? Disability. That's a form of socialism, right? Social security is it's a form of socialism, okay? Welfare, food stamps, these are all forms of socialism in this country. But these young individuals, um, these young individuals, these young individuals, they don't even know what socialism is, right? They don't really even understand what's happening, right? In the last episode, I talked about telling you guys to buckle up. I said, buckle up and get ready because things are going to get bad and i still am saying that when we look at everything when we look at the whole world right you look at north korea going back to testing rockets and nukes you got china sitting you know on the border of taiwan wanting to fight you got russia and ukraine you got israel and in hamas you know gaza you have all of these things happening you have iran that's talking about stronger than ever right and then at the helm of the united states you have an a man who can't even complete a sentence You have a man who is a dictator. You can say what you want about Donald Trump. You can say what you want about the the Southern border when Donald Trump was in office. Right now at the Southern border, you got kids peeing and peeing right in a pen. They're peeing right where they're sleeping. Okay, but nobody's talking about it. Everybody still brings up Donald Trump. They still bring up that Trump was this and Trump was that. But if you look at Trump's policies, right? If you look at his policies, if you look at what he did, right? If we go back, right? Gas was as low as it's ever been. Okay. Gas was as low as it's ever been. The economy was in very good shape. I mean, the economy was in excellent shape, right? Everyone had jobs. Everyone was working. Okay. Things were actually fairly well. Other than him going out and saying stupid stuff on Twitter, Right and saying what's on his mind when he when he has a press conference, you know, and sometimes spewing dumb shit. I'll agree, right? I'll agree. Listen, sometimes the guy said some stupid stuff, but if you take all that out, right, take the fact that he was a a reality TV show out, take out his hair, take out the color of his skin, the way he talked, take all that out, and just look at his policies. Why don't you do that? Any Democrat or liberal that's listening to my show right now, okay? get on your computer or get on your phone and look at the policies that Donald Trump passed when he was in office. Okay? Look at the policies that his administration passed when he was in office. And I'm talking about the actual government documents that went through that went through Congress, right? That went through the House, went through the Senate. Actually look at them. Read them from front to back. And read what's in those policies and read how it bettered America. That's all I'm saying. Take out everything else from him. And you know what? If you're listening and you're Democrat, look at the southern border when Trump was in office. Read about the southern border. Listen to interviews from Border Patrol. Look at pictures of the border when Donald Trump was in office. Listen to the transparency of the Trump administration of of and about the southern border. Okay. And then what I want you to do is I want you to then look up all the policies that Joe Biden has passed in, in the little over 100 days that he's been in office, look at the country, look at the world, look at the other countries, look at the southern border, listen to interviews, do the same thing on Joe Biden in a little under 100 days that you're going to do for Donald Trump. Just do that. And if you still think that the policies that Trump passed were absolutely ridiculous policies, then fine. That's your opinion. That's what you think. And that's okay. Listen, we can still be friends. We can still love each other as human beings, even if you don't agree. And that's okay. Okay. That's all right. But I think it's, in, I think it's crazy how most democratic liberals hate Donald Trump, but they don't even know why they hate him. Most of the time when I'm talking to a Democrat, when I'm talking to a liberal, I go, why do you hate him? Why do you hate Donald Trump? And they go, they go, well, because he's a racist. And I go, okay, well, what did he do that was racist? And and then, and then they go, well, he's, he's a pig. He's a rate. Let I me mean, look at what he's doing to, to the, the Mexican Americans at the Southern border. And I go, okay. Well, did they come here legally? And and they go, well, I mean, they they should be able to come over here if they're having if they're well, I mean, okay, I guess. But I can't just go to another country. Like I can't just go to Canada and say, well, hey, I'm I'm I want to I'm just going to be a Canadian citizen. That's just the way it is. That's not how it works, right? I can't even go to Mexico, and just be a Mexican. That's not how it works, right? Even if I go to Mexico, I still have to go through a process to become a fully. Uh, uh, A full Mexican citizen. That that, that's that's how it works. That's the law, right? You can't go rob a bank. If you go into a bank with a gun, what happens? You get in trouble, right? Most of the time, you're either going to shot, you're either going to get shot and die, or you're going to go to prison. Okay, that's what happens. We have a law that says you can't come into this country illegally. That, hey, if you want to come over to America, we are all for it. Come over to America, go through the right steps, get your green card, or become, you know, and then become a U.S. citizen or just become a U.S. citizen, whatever, right? Totally cool. Let's do it. I'm all for it. I'm all for that. But the illegal part, hey, you can't come over here illegally. You just can't. That's not, it's not right. You can't do that, right? We have laws and you got to abide by those laws. It doesn't matter who you are, what race you are, what color you are, you have to abide by those laws, right? But I'm telling you, I'm telling you that the, the, when you when look at the economy in this country, when Donald Trump was in off, when his administration, right, because it's not all Donald Trump, it's not all Donald Trump. It's the it's the whole administration in it, in it of itself. Okay. And listen, I'm not here to boast about Donald Trump. I'm not here to do this show to talk all this awesome stuff about Donald Trump. But I truly believe, besides all the stupid stuff he said, and besides all the, the the rambling that he did, the rambling on that he did, besides all of that, he did good things for this country. And I think for someone to sit back and say, he did nothing good for this country is crazy. And I think that that person is uneducated not uneducated in that they're stupid, but uneducated in that they have not done their research to actually look at how the economy was when Donald Trump's administration was in office, right? And, and, to, and then to look at the Biden administration and what's happening right now. You look at the Biden administration, a little over a hundred days. I, I literally can't, I can't get over this with anybody. If you are a liberal, if you are a Democrat. You cannot sit here and say that this man has done an excellent job in little over a hundred days, right? you You can't say that. He's done a terrible, terrible job. Let me tell you something. We have a humanitarian crisis at the border. We have a real problem, okay, with illegal aliens or just illegal individuals coming over into this country, okay, literally being held in dis- in a disgusting environment, right? I mean, literally peeing on the floor, not even be given blankets. It's disgusting. Okay. Neither Biden nor Kamala Harris have went to that border. They haven't even went to the border. They don't even care. They don't care. They don't care, folks. They don't care. You want to know why they don't care? Because they already got your vote. They already got your vote. They don't care. Why? And I've said this before. Why do you think black americans not all cuz white americans as well it, you know when you when you look at the democratic party it's a lot of the super rich the super super rich are all for the democratic party and it's all of the it's the super rich and the lowest of the low when it comes to poverty levels that vote for the democratic party because when you're at an absolute low poverty level the democratic party gives you everything right they give you welfare they give you money they give you all this stuff Okay, they don't give you any incentive to get a job and try to better your life that way, right, to get a job, work and better your life. They just give you things. So now you are dependent upon that government. okay? and the super rich vote for the Democrats because they get the best tax breaks when the Democrats are in office. They pay the least amount of taxes when Democrats are in office. Right. And then you have the middle class. You have the, the middle class working individuals who most of the time are going out, they're working their daily jobs, they're getting their paycheck, they're coming home, they're paying their bills, they're eating food with their family, doesn't matter what race they are, doesn't matter what color they are, it literally doesn't matter. The middle class is all different kinds, okay? And they're all doing the same damn thing. Okay. But what happens is the lower class of the, in that poverty level depends on the Democrats, right? So they don't want Republicans because Republicans say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to cut welfare. We're going to cut that. And I know it's going to hurt you, but we have to incentivize you to try to better yourself because us just giving you money isn't, you're not getting anywhere. You're not moving up out of that neighborhood or you're not bettering the neighborhood that you're living in. You're just continuing down that same path. And do you want to know what that's called friends? You know what that's called, folks? If you try to do the same thing over and over and over again the same way, right? That's insanity, okay? That's called insanity because you're literally trying to f- do the same thing, doing it the same way, but expecting a different outcome. That's insanity, okay? It's a definition of insanity and it doesn't work, it never works. It's proven that it doesn't work. Listen, go out to your car and change the brakes. Do something on your car that you you know it's not going to work, but you're going to do it that way every single time and expect a different outcome. It's called insanity, and you're never going to get ahead. So Republicans come in and they say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to cut welfare. We're going to cut food stamps, right? Because we have to give you some kind of incentive to say, hey... I want to better myself, I'm going to go get a job, I'm going to better myself, I'm going to get myself out of where I'm at and not be dependent upon the government, okay? This is what happened in Cuba and in Venezuela, and when you look at those countries, they're not in good shape, folks. They're not in good shape. Do your research. Do your research. Go out, look it up, learn about it. Okay. Learn about Venezuela, learn about Cuba, learn about what happened in these countries before they had this democratic, uh, liberal dictators get into office and make the people depend on the government. And then they took everything away. They took it all away. And now you're, you're, you're helpless. You can't do anything. Okay. So it's difficult. That's why the lowest level of poverty votes democrat because the democrats give them and these people think these americans think that if they vote a different way that they're not going to get any help listen sure maybe if you vote a different party whether it be independent libertarian republican that you you're not going to get your help you sure you might yeah your funds might get cut but that's okay it's all right because then you're going to go out and you're going to work right and you're going to realize I just gotta work hard and I can get out of it. Okay. I can get out of it. But I've said it before. We can look at the neighborhoods that have these lowest poverty, the lowest, you know, poverty, the lowest of the low, and they're ran by Democrats. They just are. When you look at most of the poorest areas in this country, in California and in New York and, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you know, you start looking at Chicago, Illinois, when you start looking at these, these cities, right? They have, they have such a, a high poverty level, and that's because they're being ran by, because Democrats pull money from that, right? They don't, they don't incentivize these individuals, right? Listen, if you, let's just say you live in a neighborhood, right? The neighborhood's pretty bad, right? No businesses want to build a business in a, in, a, in a neighborhood that's bad. They just don't. That's just not how it works. It doesn't matter who it is that's trying to build the business, whether they're Asian, Mexican, black, American, white, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter, okay? They don't want to build a business there because it's bad, right? So what happens is if the government went into these neighborhoods and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to we're gonna have some sort of an incentive, right? For anybody living in these neighborhoods that wants to start a business, we're going to put the money up, right? We're going to help you start the business, right? So what happens is you get people from the neighborhood. Starting businesses, whether they're little tiny boutiques or, or you know, if they're trying to get into a franchise, whatever it may be, right? But they're starting these little businesses, and what happens is these people, now that they own a business, they go, wait a minute, we want to make sure that our neighborhood's clean. Not only are they are they bettering that neighborhood because now they're opening a business, they're offering a job opportunity to individuals in that neighborhood that might not otherwise have a job opportunity, it might lead down a path of, of of becoming a criminal or or just not doing. You know, right things, right? Not obeying the law, right? So now they're offering a job opportunity for individuals that might not otherwise have one. Okay. And now they're going to want to make sure their neighborhood is clean and up to par because now they have a stake in that neighborhood. Okay, they have a stake in that neighborhood. And when you have a stake in something, when you have a stake in a neighborhood, you want to make sure that you're taking care of it. So now these business owners who had this incentive because the government gave it to them, okay, didn't give them the business, but gave them incentive to start the business, now are going to kick money back into the neighborhood that they live in, which is going to better the neighborhood. And then that neighborhood will, I mean, it'll take a little bit of time, but I guarantee you it's going to start building up and it will get better right? It's, I mean, it's, I don't, it's pretty, I feel like it's simple economics when, when you start thinking about it like that, right? I feel like it's simple. Now, sure. There's some things that I might be off on. Okay. You know, I'm not an economist, but, but, but I do own a business and I understand, you know, I understand economics. I get how things work, right? It's, it's just, it's crazy. It's so crazy folks. When you, when when you when you start looking at this party line of democrat, republican, libertarian, independent it's it's just it's so exhausting and and to be honest with you me being a conservative and being a republican it's exhausting it's exhausting always sitting back and having to defend myself right it's exhausting for me to have to defend myself on why I don't want to get the vaccine Right. Why I don't want to wear a mask. Right. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to be like why I voted for Donald Trump. It's exhausting to talk about why I carry a firearm. It's exhausting to talk about these things because as an American, I should be able to do what I want. Right. I live in a free country. Right. If I don't want to take the vaccine, my body, my choice. Right. I shouldn't have to. Okay. If I, if I'm healthy, why am I wearing a mask? Me wearing a mask is making me unhealthy. And that's a, that's a fact. You can look it up. There's been multiple, multiple studies done of the fact that you wearing a mask causes problems within your lungs and your mouth. Okay. It's just a fact you can look it up. Um, but you know, I shouldn't have to do these things and, and just like as a Democrat, right? If you're a Democrat and you're a liberal and you believe in abortion and you believe that you shouldn't have guns, you can do those things. You can believe in those things. Why? Because you're an American and you live in a country that allows you to have your opinion and believe in what you want. But that does not mean that I can't be friends with you. That does not mean that we can't love each other as human beings. That does not mean that if you were drowning in a pool or I was drowning in a pool that I wouldn't jump in and save you and you wouldn't jump in and save me. That doesn't mean that. It just means that we can agree to disagree on certain aspects of life, certain aspects of our political views. That's all that means. That's it. And that's what we have to get back to in this country. We have to get back to a point where we go, well, that's his opinion. That's fine. It's no big deal. It's just his opinion. And the conversation I had with this young woman over the weekend was exactly that way. It was just like, hey, okay, I don't agree with that. But we carried on. We still laughed. We had a good time. You know, we were with family. It was fine. And that's okay. It's okay to agree to disagree with somebody about politics or about their view on racism or about it. Just, it's okay. That's all right. You can still be friends. You can still love each other as human beings because ultimately that's what we are, right? Ultimately, we're human beings, right? just because the color of my skin is is white, okay, or a tan or whatever, and just because the color of your skin is darker than mine, okay, or i and mine's lighter than yours, it doesn't make us different, right? Cuz we're all human, right? Ultimately, we're all human. Doesn't matter what part of the world you come from, we're human beings, right? We're human. We all we all pee, we all poo, <laughs> we all have to eat. You know, we all can come down with sicknesses. We all have, well, some of us have hair. Some people are balding. You know, sorry for those people. But we're all human beings and we all go through things in life. But don't judge somebody based on the color of their skin, okay, before you know that person. Don't judge someone assuming because the color of their skin that they've had privilege their whole life. And don't judge someone based on the color of their skin that they're some sort of a criminal or gangbanger. You can't do these things. You have to judge the person on the content of their character, right? You have to judge that person by, by, by getting to know that person and talking to that person. That's how you get to know somebody. That is how you talk to somebody, right? That, that's how you get to know them. That's how, then you can judge that person. You could say, you could say, well, I don't like them. I think they're a bad person. Or you could talk to them and say, well, I think they've been privileged their whole life just with what they said, just with how they've talked. Right? Okay, sure. That's your opinion, and you have every right to have that opinion. But I feel like to judge someone based on the color of their skin is wrong. It's it's just it's such an incorrect way uh, to live life, and it's a sad way to live life. It's a really sad way to live life. It's been fun. It's been fun, folks. It's been fun talking to you. It's been fun uh, talking about these subjects. Um, don't forget to buckle up don't forget to get your buckles ready get your bootstraps tied up tight uh because we got a whirlwind coming for the next few years a whirlwind coming for the next few years uh, under this administration. It's not good. Um, I foresee a war. It's not good. It is not good. So buckle up, folks. Listen, I love you guys. I love all of you guys, everyone. I don't care who you are. I don't care what color you are, and I don't care oh, what political party you stand with. I love you guys. Thank you guys for listening to my show. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I appreciate, I appreciate you all. Thank you. I love you, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.